Teaching Ministry of Pastor Taiwo Udukoya, the Senior Pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you are about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Hallelujah. What I started last Thursday is the basis of our existence, the basis of our life. Is the basis of our Christianity. You can never exhaust the talk on the blood of Jesus. So I want to again start from Exodus chapter 12, from verse 1. Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be your beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Glory be to God. He now says to him, speak, verse 3, to all the congregation of Israel, all the congregation of Israel, saying, on the tenth of this month, every man uh shall take for himself a lamb according to the house of his father, a lamb for a household. Verse 5, your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year, you may take it from the sheep or from the goats. So when the Bible says lamb, it could be goat, it could be sheep. Okay? Now, you shall keep it until the 14th day of the same month. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it at twilight. And they shall take some of the blood. Everybody shall blood of Jesus. I can hear you. Shall the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. And you shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel. Two doorposts. So you put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel. Of the house or the houses where they eat. Some say it becomes blood of Jesus. Really blood. And then you drink. Okay, now I'm not talking about that. I think where that will really help a bit is they're just trying to get you to release your faith in the substance, the elements you're holding. This is bread, and there's no lying about that. Bread is bread. But because Jesus said, use it to symbolize my body that is broken. Some don't like the word symbol. Say it's not symbol. It's all right. No problem. Maybe it's an element. Okay, fine. Some say it's not an element. No problem. But then Jesus didn't cut his flesh for anybody to eat. Although he said, my flesh is food indeed, and you must eat all of it. Hello. My blood is drink indeed, and you must drink all of it, take all of you and drink all of it. Glory be to God in the highest. But he never, and Judaism will not allow you to even eat blood. Come on, church. And that's why for any sacrifice, you drain the blood completely. Because the life of the flesh is in the blood. Glory be to God in the highest. And of course, science will always corroborate that. If anybody has an injury and we can't stop the bleeding, they will die. So, the why we are all alive or any living thing, animal is alive, is because their blood is still flowing in their veins. If that blood is still in the vein, but it's not flowing, they will die. Okay. Glory be to God in the highest. So, this is what he said. He said, have you observed that when they give communion in these churches, the priests handle it. I used to wonder. The priests. 
and they will serve everybody. And none will remain. After everybody has taken, the priests will gather together and share it. They will eat everything. And drink everything. But you see, uh, are they right? No, no, the issue is not whether they are right or wrong. The issue is, that's their faith. This represents the blood and this represents the body. And I take it that sacredly and I release my faith in it. And they get results. Yes, it's true. It's ordinary bread. It's ordinary wine. But the problem with Pentecost is that we are preached to be too light. We are preached away the strength and the meaning of it. So nobody cares. So anybody can just do anything and just take the bread. But there are congregations that you get to that, hey, you will think twice. Because that's, that's their faith. They get results. So if you want to mess up with that, you are in for trouble. The reason we don't stress that, even in the book of First Corinthians, say, please, look, examine yourself properly before you come to the table. It's not because he's trying to scare you or scare me away from the table. He's, trying, he's just telling you, he's trying to establish the importance. Look, look, look. Don't take what heaven takes as the most priority with levity. It becomes important that you have understanding. When you have it, you don't, hey, you don't need to plead or beg rather. The blood will work for you. It's the basis of your Christianity. See what God said to Moses. But first, let me go back to 11. And God said to Moses, I will bring one more plague on Pharaoh and on Egypt. Afterwards, he will let you go. The level of confidence there rattled me. Although I've always read that, look, he didn't allow you. Never mind. I hardened his heart. So, God could unharden his heart. But he waited until this one. Why? Because he was demonstrating something to us, to Moses and to the children of Israel. Signs and wonders, great miracles, the type that the world had never seen. He didn't let them go. Then before he would do the last one, he said, guys, come. I have one more. Only one more. After this, the rest will be history. Now, when God said that, I put myself in the place of Moses. Moses really has developed so much faith in God. And I thank God for Moses' life. The God that sent you ten, nine times, and you are still coming back. And I says, one more, and this will be the end of it. So we are going to go now. Glory be to God in the highest. So can I say somebody here, in the name of Jesus, with increasing knowledge of this truth of the Bible, is the beginning of the end of your troubles. In the name of Jesus. And so he told him everything. And after he said that to him, he said, you go tell the children of Israel. And another thing that hit me there was that every time he would do, he would come up with a miracle or a sign, he said, you go on to Pharaoh. You go on to Pharaoh. Apart from the beginning when he said, now go tell them that I've heard their cry. No, everything he was dealing with Pharaoh. But this last one is not a matter of Pharaoh. I want your faith involved. I want you to be part of it. It's your deliverance. 
is your breakthrough, is your victory. So it's up to you. So go tell them. And after, when he went, and what, what was he tell them? He said, go tell them, go get articles of gold and silver and this and this. Whoa, 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 whoa. Why? Because they will let them go. So I'm preparing them for their new beginning. But it wasn't obvious. And so when the time came, he said, you know what? Go tell them now that this should be your new year. To be the first year of the month for you. It doesn't matter whether you're in October or July. It doesn't matter. You know what God said? You may be in the July of your problem. You may be in December of your problem. You may be in December 29th of your problem. You may even be on December 31st of your problem. It's a new beginning. In the name of Jesus. That means that your problem is coming to an end. Glory be. So the question is, what is it that will make the difference? What is it that I have not done? Haven't I gone praying? Haven't I gone fasting? Haven't I gone to seminars? I mean, you know, since when I've been a Christian, I hear you. But give me your ears for the next few minutes. In the name of Jesus, there is power in the blood of Jesus. And so that was what happened. Summarizing what happened to them. For over 400 years, their generations have been there. And I want you to understand that they didn't come there as slaves. They came there as royalties. They came there as relatives of Joseph, the ruler of Egypt. It was along the line that situation turned around. The Bible even gets us to understand. He said, when the Pharaoh that didn't know Joseph came on the throne, things turned. I declare to you, you will never turn from up, down. Never in the name of Jesus. If you see a very poor man, permit me, let me use some words. If you see a scum of the earth, and you say, hey, there's going to be a turnaround for you. That's positive. He can never be worse than he is. But if you see a rich man that is really said, there may be a turnaround. Huh? What turnaround? You will never turn around from there. Amen. Why? Because the Bible says the path of the righteous is what? The path of the righteous is what? So if the devil is waiting for you to fall, it's a lie. In the name of Jesus, your path is as a shining light. And you will shine what? Brighter and brighter and brighter unto what a puff glory be to god in the highest perfect ending hallelujah but look at what situation look at the situation for 400 years so most of them were born conceived born in slavery so we are now coming to talk to them about being the, the highest the head the best on earth man you will need to explain you will need to teach. You will need to preach, lecture, and give tutorial. But that's what the Holy Ghost does for us. Hallelujah. So one night, they went to bed, slaves. The following morning, they woke up celebrities. One night, they went to bed, the poorest on earth. The following morning, they woke up the richest on earth. One night, they went to bed as slaves. Again, next time they woke up, they were ruling. And I see everything with our lives in the New Testament. So the question is this. I see you. I can see you before you 
got here. And I can see you after here. So my research is here. What happened there? What will you say happened? He said one more thing. And what did he say? Take a lamb. Kill the lamb. Uh-huh. Told them what to do with the lamb. And he said this will be a Passover for you. And then when you kill the lamb, put it on your doorpost. Put it on your lintel. And I'll give instructions. Everyone under the sign of the blood will experience a Passover. Now, the Passover was, I will judge your situation. The blood calls for my judgment. There are certain things that when you know, you won't be angry. When you know, you will relax. When you know, like the book of Hebrews declare, you will enter your rest even in the turmoil. When you don't know, you become agitated unnecessarily. And that does not favor you, it favors the devil. Is somebody hearing me? Ah. So how did they get there? And what was the basis of his confidence? One more thing. What's this one more thing? The blood. Somebody shout, the blood. blood. Hallelujah. So if nothing is working for you, and you know that you have the blood, and you have come through the blood, and you are living through the blood, relax. It's a matter of time. It doesn't matter the multitude against or for. The blood. So let me talk a little bit about that. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 18, yes. For you have not come to the mountain that may be touched and that burned with fire and to blackness and darkness and tempest and the sound of trumpet and the voice of words so that those who heard it begged that the word should not be spoken to them anymore. Praise the Lord. Amen. Anymore. For they could not endure. They could not endure. They could not endure that presence. Okay. For they could not endure what was commanded. And if so much as a beast touches the mountain, it shall be stoned or shot with an arrow. And so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I am exceedingly afraid and trembling. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to the innumerable company of angels, glory be to God in the highest, to the general assembly and the church of the firstborn, who are registered in heaven, to God the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect. To Jesus, the mediator, hallelujah, of the new covenant, glory be to God in the highest, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than the blood of Abel. That's where I would like to stop. But I want you to notice quickly that we are comparing two mountains and the reason, if you read through, in fact, the whole of the book of Hebrews, you will realize that it's comparing the old covenant with the new covenant. And why will they do that? Because these first new covenant bearers, 
all of them mostly, were from the old covenant. So they were converted, so to say. And so tendency was always to compare the new and the old. And the new, when the excitement of the new begins to wane, which of course is because of their lack of understanding, they want to turn back to the old. And so the writer of the book of Hebrew was telling them that, no, don't make that mistake. They don't even compare. You have not come to Mount Sinai. Look at the things that characterize Mount Sinai. One, is fear. Trembling, shaking, darkness, blackness. That's the main, if, I, if I'm going to take one word to describe the, that covenant, is fear. Hello? Is somebody hearing me? F-E-A-R. Not the fear of the Lord. That is respect. That is honor. No. It is fear to be frightened. The fear that has torment. That's what characterized it. And if you look closely, here was God in the Old Testament bringing his presence to the people and the people were fleeing. They were running. Because that was the state of humanity, ladies and gentlemen. We could not stand the presence of God. We would be scared away. We would not gather like this in the Old Testament if you didn't come through the blood. You must have sacrificed before you enter. And even when you come in, ladies and gentlemen, you don't see the end of this hall. Because God will not come into our midst like he is now. He will be locked away or shut away with the veil behind the veil. And so, we do everything we want to do, and then we go out. And when it is the day of atonement, as it were, what happens? The priests were the go-between, and the high priest was the only one that could enter and that would enter. The other, the priest, yes, they go between you and God and between, and they, they do all the rituals. But this day, this guy will enter there. And by the time he's entering, everybody's praying. We are praying for your sin. And we are praying that God, let, please accept the sacrifice we are offering so that he will come out. Because this God is such a terrible God, terrible, I mean, awesome, I'm dreadful God, let me say. So, so that if the guy should fall and die, if God found any fault there, he will judge him straight. Bam! With the first person. So they said they have uh, rings of bells all around the edges of their clothes. So when they are moving in there, you hear, when he's mixing the wine, when he's cooking the bread, when he's saying the petition, everybody will be dead silent. You are listening. So your high priest doesn't die in service. Because that would mean doom for everybody. So by the time it comes out, there will be jubilation. That will be when praises will start. Glory be to God in the highest. That's Mount Sinai. And let me tell you where it starts from. God did not create us to be afraid of him. He created us for fellowship. Hey, somebody here? And every problem you have on earth, I'm not missing words, every problem human beings have, comes through the door of fear. It is fear. You are fighting your wife, you are fighting your friend, you are, it's fear. You are not confident of yourself anymore, that's why. You feel so disappointed and you are becoming hopeless in your thinking. It's fear. Every sin, sickness, poverty, every, 
It's fear. Say how? Uh, the moment that fear is broken, you are liberated. And for a lot of people, they don't know where to go to to overcome fear. So they approach the devil to help them. How can they be approaching the devil? Is the chief marketing officer? His main product is fear. That's all he sells. So why would you now go to him? If you go to him, you just you see, you just get to compromise, and that's all. You tell them when I give you this, you overcome. But you think he will let you go? One, he doesn't have the means. He doesn't have the power. And number two, he wants many people to go with him. And so when you go to court, you go to witchcraft, you are a slave. You become deep. The more you give to them, you are being prepared for the sacrifice of the Satan mass. You see what you mean? Come on. There are churches they are all over the world. And would Satan worshippers. They sacrifice things. They kill. Go get on the internet and read. I'm talking the blood of Jesus. <laughs> no matter the hole in your life. Somebody has the blood of Jesus. So, I'm talking of fear and the blood. You know the first place you, f- you see something about fear is in Genesis. God, when he created them, did he create them with fear? The Bible says in the evening, uh, God will come. And they will fellowship. When there is someone you like, you love, you want their presence. When God is stepped down, they will be whoa, all over the place. But one day, they didn't see him. They heard his movement. They fled. Fear had been introduced. And that was the beginning of the problems of humanity on earth. Introduced by fear. He confessed. So when we heard their sound in the garden, we became afraid. So we fled. And it will interest you to know that right there and then, he judged the situation. God will judge sin. He judged the situation, and you know all the judgment that he rolled out. Before he got them out of the garden, there will be respite. He said, why do you say respite? There will be that window until Jesus will come. You know what he did? He slaughtered the animal right there. He shed blood and covered them with the skin of the animal. Someone shout, the blood of Jesus! Can you see fear? Can you see that for God to even reach them and at least steal blood from the garden? And so you see that the next chapter that followed was Cain and Abel, and they were bringing some offering to the Lord. And what happened? One brought the offering of fruit and everything. Fantastic. You can't impress God. I can't impress God. Outside the blood, forget it. No matter how excellent it may look, no matter how impressive or imposing, outside the blood, forget it. Between the blood, even 
even when you look like a weakling, watch. I'm not joking. Somebody will return with permanent testimony. They believe about Jesus. So it becomes important that you have knowledge. Otherwise, you just be shouting the blood like because I'm saying shout the blood. But you've got to know why. Cain and Abel, what happened? One brought the, oh, the ground yielded. Man. God collected it. But Abel came with blood. And God, like, wow. As impressive as kings were, he went for that of Abel. King got angry. Because Cain is operating through fear. His fear that will make you do more than extra for impression. So Cain got angry and went after. He must kill Abel. He did. And that's why when you're looking, you have come to Mount Zion, to God the judge, to Jesus Christ the mediator, and to the blood of sprinkling. He mentioned it separate. This is not the blood of Jesus. Why separate? Jesus came as the mediator with his blood and he gave the blood and the blood has done the work and the blood is doing the work. So you've come to the middle company of angels. Come on, at your disposal are angels. Come on. If you don't know, you'll just be wasting the time and the, the privileges you have. If you read the book of Hebrews, they're ministering spirits. To who? To we who are the children of salvation. So I give an instruction. They go. I'm saying the name of Jesus. They make sure that that name is honored. Angels at your disposal. That's where we are. We are not in Mount Sinai. We are uh, no man dare touch. If an animal mistakenly touch, you thrust it to the spear, kill it straight. But this one, warm embrace of the Father. Glory be to God in the highest. Let me say it again. It does not matter how far gone is your situation. Take this. We say, Pastor Ty, we said this. Ask God, is it true? And then stand on it and see whether I will honor it. And watch this. If there are stubborn situations in your life, there's one solution. The blood of Jesus. But it is faith in the blood that was shed. You have come to the blood of sprinkling. And I used to wonder, sprinkling, the only way the Bible talks of the procedure of Regeneration, the only way, is sprinkling. Say with conscience, sprinkled with blood. Can you see the conscience? Can you touch conscience? But there is something that touches the conscience, the blood of Jesus. Which blood? Not the blood you carry on your hand. By faith, we apply the blood over our life. So the day I made Jesus the Lord of my life, the blood of Jesus became my current. And if I understand that, picking it from the way it demonstrated in the era of materialism, shadows and forms, to explain the real stuff which is in the New Testament, your confidence in the blood will always put you across in the name of Jesus. <laughs> no devil. No. You know, one day I was sleeping, he told me, that was just I saying it. People attack themselves, they fight themselves, they do all kinds. And I was lying down that day, the Holy Ghost said to me, said, There is no answer to the blood of Jesus. Read the book of Hebrew. He's the once and for all and he's for everlasting sacrifice. No ritual. 
So where the issue is now is you believing, knowing, and believing what you have. It's not with God. It's not with God. It's with you. I'm talking to Christians. Can I be frank with you? A lot of times I get to the edge of the cliff. That if God would not stop time, I would have been gone. But he always comes true. Not because of my power, but because he would raise his standard. Last minute, and he will put into my spirit mind what I don't even know about. And, hey! and things will begin to happen. I've come to challenge somebody today. Because by next week, you'll get your testimony. In the name of Jesus. Somebody shout the blood of Jesus. Uh. So if I'm going to brag, let me brag in my knowledge and conviction of the blood. Tell me what religion in the whole world where the faithfuls are children of God. None. Only the blood of Jesus. You are a child of God. By the blood of the everlasting covenant. You are a child. Don't give in to lies and fables. You are not impressing anybody. If you are going to impress, impress this God that has impressed so much over you. I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. This is what it means to be a Christian. It's the blood of Jesus. <laughs> you are holding down anybody or you are the agent they are being used to attack another person. Come on, want to drop it today. You can't win, can't you see? You can't win. They cannot win. So the blood of Jesus. Hey, one more time, the blood of Jesus. Come on, one more time, the blood of Jesus. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. P.O. Box 698, Shemolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you. Thank you.